Oh, wig. It's hot local singles. Hi, welcome to Hot Local Singles. This is Juan. And this is Josh. And today we have a special episode because we're talking about bimbos. Um, hi, listener. We're acting like bimbos right now. I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Us streaming on Spotify for the entire episode. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking bimbos. Um, If you haven't been as online as we have this week, or this month, really, you may not have seen that bimbos in some ways are back, in other ways are totally reinvented. Yeah, exact. Bimbos are trending. Especially for Gen Z. And I don't know how many Gen Z people are listening. I know. Especially it's a TikTok thing. Yeah. So we decided to talk about bimbos because last episode on our Patreon exclusive, go subscribe, we brought up really briefly like Gemma Collins and that like exploded in our our Discord. A lot of the listeners went off about like bimbo culture and like bimbo discourse. So we were like, oh, this is something interesting to explore. So we're going to do that in relation to like pop music and culture. Um, yeah. As you heard, the Aqua song, Barbie Girl. Yes. Not one of the first bimbo stereotypes, but you know, it's all kind of from the entertainment industry in the ni- in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. The kind of blonde, extremely sexual, extremely stupid mm-hmm. female figure. Obsessed with like Barbie, pink, and shit pink, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So I was like personally taken aback mm-hmm. by the amount of discourse about <laughs> us mentioning like Gemma Collins for like 30 seconds on the last episode because it just felt like it wasn't rooted in anything right like I like there was nothing's come out recently that's mm-hmm. about bimbos that like centers bimbos in the conversation really listener what's happening is Gen Z is making discourse around bimbos the trending topic yeah so it's kind of like a self fulfilling prophecy of discourse that is making a topic trend you know it's like tumblr in that way yeah it's discourse first like are bimbos woke (laughs) essentially (laughs) we're gonna talk about today and we'll we'll get more into it but the thing about this resurgence of the bimbo is that so far there's no like figure right um there's no specific person, whereas 2007 Bimboism had Paris Hilton, 90s Bimboism had Pamela Anderson. We don't have that. But I think it resonated with people in the Discord because there have been articles about it, specifically on ID and Rolling Stone. And then when I went into doing research, I saw that a couple of weeks ago, there were two, not one, but two videos about the Bimbo mm-hmm. and Bimbofication and TikTok Bimbos and shit. But we should probably start with, I mean, everyone knows what the Bimbo is, but what our definition that we're working with is. Yeah. Because for some people, like hearing the word bimbo is off-putting immediately. Exactly, like, I think yeah. for me it was. It was. Like, it just true, seems true. like, it just feels dated and like not very relevant. Yeah. It's like what a dad rock would use to insult someone. And it's like, it just takes yeah. you back. It's like, who uses that language? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a like conversation around reclaiming it, but. But the um, definition of bimbo is like some, like it's literally an Italian word, but we wouldn't get into that. We're 90s kids. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think that Vivember really only took fours in the 90s. That's like when the figure of like a ditzy, blonde, consumer, of obsessed girl came to be was the 90s. I said yeah. Pam Anderson and people who were actually sentient in the 90s could correct me because I was still too young. I'm just so young. Yeah. <laughs> I was young in the 90s, so I feel like I have like a post understanding of it. But to me, Pam Anderson is that, like this idea of like a a girl with like a lot of like plastic surgery, blonde hair, mm. very pretty, very sexualized. And that's sort of like what the first iteration of the bimbo was, I think. And then part of that is Barbie Girl, the song that we just played. Yeah. Playing a bit of those tropes. And at the time it was like Pam Anderson, Anna Cole Smith, and then early 2000s, Legally Blonde. There was like Clueless a bit, but maybe not so much. Um, but yeah, like the initial understanding of bimbo was sort of like an insult that was used to women who were perhaps not too smart and too invested in their looks. Right. That's the 90s. Fast forward now to the 2000s, late 2000s. Bimbo explosion. Yeah. If you remember from the Britney documentary, Framing oh, yeah. Britney Spears, it kind of calls back to, I believe, a page six headline mm-hmm. that just says Bimbo Summit, and it's a picture of Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, and... Is it Britney Spears? Yeah. It must be. Yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> based on the context. So, I mean, it was supposed to be a hilarious headline, and honestly, it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, it, it had a lot of, like, we people have been reusing the Bimbo Summit. Like, yeah, tag I, in. I, in a way, like, the Britney doc really blew the discourse mm-hmm. a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the whole sir. Yeah, I think like 2000s bimboism sort of researched mostly with Paris Hilton. I would say that she sort of invented that or like mm-hmm. reinvented this like pink aesthetic, consumerism, obsessed with shopping, acting stupider than she is. As we know, Paris Hilton loves to tell us now, she loves to tell us that she's actually not that dumb. Right. But at the time, she acted very stupid. And there was, I think in the 90s, there was probably backlash, but I wasn't really exposed to it. But I think most of the backlash came in the 2000s. Late late two thousands, mm. and that was exemplified best by Stupid Girls by Pink. Yes, which we've talked about before on Cancellation Police, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what we called her misogynist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just yeah, yeah woman hating, like extremely woman hating of her. And actually, not to kind of go back to the Britney doc, but I don't think I was hugely into Britney. And in fact, I think I was a Pink stan. Oh, crazy! Because I inherently understood that Pink was being positioned as the anti-Britney. Mm-hmm. Even before Stupid Girls, right? Like, she was always kind of punk. She was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, like, like, not into looking hot, but she just was anyway. After she was quote-unquote black. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, after yeah. her R&B era. <laughs> I do the, think there was a resurgence of bimbo hatred in the late 2000s. Yeah. And the reason, well, there's Pink, there's uh, that. And the reason why I bring it up is because I want to help understand why we a society we live in a society why do we hate bimbos like what's the original source of our hatred mm. and the pink one i think you said maybe like internalized like woman hatred misogyny a lot of what i've seen from the new girls that talk about bimboism a lot of them say is that it's like you know that meme of like not not like the other girls or whatever so it's like the alt girls the indie girls who want to position themselves against the mainstream against mm-hmm. like the vapid girls. And a lot of that, I think the, the late 2000s was like a perfect context for that because there was so much indie music happening. I feel like there was a lot of like like rock versus pop discourse or whatever. Um, 
So I think like the first thing is that it's like this positioning using the bimbo, a sort of like um straw person or like a figure to hate to position yourself as like a smarter yes to make yourself look smarter i agree still with what we said about pink but i've seen a lot of discourse on tumblr that i find really interesting about sex positivity and sex negativity in mm. in relation to pink because i mean nowadays we're very sex positive but what this person on tumblr was and you're a tumblr person it's andrea blog to andrea blog to what she was saying is that Back in the day, we were much more sex negative. So what she was saying yeah. is that Pink wasn't so much hating on bimbos to position herself as like not the other girls, but rather to expose the bad things about sex positivity. Because right, even though sex positivity were probably mm. pro that, does come with a lot of pressure for young women to like look a certain way, act mm. in a certain way, be sexually active or whatever. So I think that's another. I think justified source of hatred or like some like yeah towards the bimbo a bit of like at the end of the day the bimbo is a figure of like conspicuous consumerism you know mm -hmm. it is like one of the articles i think rolling stone says like it's not cheap to be a bimbo <laughs> uh, <laughs> you really have to spend like thousands and like a lot of the aesthetic the implants add up <laughs> yeah and a lot of the aesthetic is based on like how much like, you know, like it's so much like makeup and so much adornment, so much like wigs. Juicy and couture tracksuits yeah. aren't cheap. Yeah, it's true. So as much as like, we'll get to the reclamation of the bimbo later, but I do, I think I do understand why there would be backlash against that because at the end of the day, it does position womanhood as being something that is like so consumerist and very sex positive. And although I believe there's a lot of positive things, sex positivity, there's also a lot of like drawbacks to that. Um, mm -hmm. So I get that. And yeah, I don't know. Why else do you think people hate the bimbos? Is there any other reasons we can think of? Well, the contrast of lower intelligence but higher attractiveness than probably the girl reading this doesn't help. <laughs> um, or at least the perception of both of those things. Yeah. The like virility of the bimbo is a powerful <laughs> the force. Fertility. Fertility, yeah. <laughs> or those gendered words. Fertility, definitely. I mean, actually, not, not really. Virility. Everyone can be fertile. Virility is like masculine coded, I think. It's like cum based. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rooted in cum. But fertility, I brought up fertility jokingly because that's what uh, Princess Nokia loves to say. She's like, I'm a fertile <laughs> yeah, She does. <laughs> but what I guess, else? I mean, I hate speaking for women, but let's say from the perspective of the himbo, I obviously sometimes have jealousy towards people who are more attractive than me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can express itself in misplaced hatred. So I can see also that being a source of it. Hello, Loveline. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our Loveline episode. Um, yeah, that's a common. That's a common thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think if you want to understand why people hated the bimbo, I think it's pretty into like pretty easy to understand. But also listen to Stupid Girls, and then you'll get. Yeah, if you don't remember the video, Pink is like. She has like inflatable breasts that like right. she pulls a tag or something and they get bigger in like a moment where she's feeling a little bit self-conscious yeah. to like get the attraction of a guy, get the attention she, of a guy. She like goes to the bathroom and makes her feel puke after a meal or something. Yeah. She also makes fun directly of Jessica Simpson. You remember that music video where she's like cleaning a car? Yes. These boots are made for walking, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, shots were fired. We could say that. <laughs> that shots was a few. Fired. 
pop music doesn't have feuds anymore. Like rap obviously always does, but always pop hasn't yeah. had a feud in a bit. It's true because it would be seen as anti-feminist. Yeah, in a way, it would be totally women tearing right. each other down. Literally, though, that would be that. Like Taylor tried to do it with bad blood, but people came for her. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's out of style completely. And I think that's a good point because a lot of what bimboism or like why bimboism is being reclaimed, I guess we can move on to that, is mm -hmm. like this idea that regardless of what a woman is doing, because it is her choice, we should uplift it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, maybe the bimbos have a consumerist conception of femininity, but it is a woman's choice to decide if she wants to be a bimbo. And if that's how she feels happy and comfortable, then why should we be hating on it? Right. So let's move, let's move on to, historically, let's move on to today. So we covered 90s, we covered late 2000s. Yeah. And now today we are asking, is there a return of the bimbo? Is the bimbo coming <laughs> back? And how is it different from the older bimbos? So clearly, like if you read the ID article, the first thing that you'll notice is that the bimbo is now being framed as like leftist, queer, mm -hmm. bimbo of color, bok. <laughs> Bog. TikTok bimbo. <laughs> Gen Z bimbo. The himbo, which was huge last year. Yeah. The so, Davinci twins. The Davinci, yeah, that's like, that's like perfect example of that shit. They were hilarious though. Listener, Google the Davinci twins. They were truly hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They're from Vancouver, apparently. I say yeah, that every time. <laughs> <laughs> and listener, don't feel bad for not knowing or like hearing any of this kind of... Yeah any of these references because honestly i didn't really either it's kind of deep in tiktok it seems like there are a few kind of famed iconic tiktok bimbos mm -hmm. that kind of monetize it you know fully and we've also been seeing like discord uwu curls like uwu with the cat ears i mean it's not exactly bimbos but there is this kind of it's kind of just new sex work yeah you're right about that online yeah. There is, like, a, there is a comparison there. And like making a sort of like a brand for yourself in the sex, in the online sex work world. Right. Because uh, something big about, apart from all these new sorts of bimbos, a big thing about the bimbification of today is that it's very tied to sex work. There's apparently mm. a fetish, a sex, a sex fetish that it's like bimbification, like... The transformation. Well, the destroyers are like oh, fully, purely, purely pornified. Yeah, and they're like purely bimbos. Like they play so much yeah. into that stereotype of like acting stupid and stuff. They're so over the top that it's obvious they're in on it. Yeah. So I guess like, yeah, it's hard to say. It is kind of a return of the bimbo because there is more irony involved sometimes. Yeah, sometimes for sure. Who did you send me on Instagram today? You sent me like someone who claimed to be the pioneer. Yeah, I forget. It was just like one of those Barbie girl plastic surgery vibes. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was like the Rolling Stone. Is it the Rolling Stone? Whatever. That publication, <laughs> that failing publication was like this This girl in, like invented the new bimboism, but she specifically is a sex worker. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she self-described founder of the bimbo movement. Alicia Amira. Yeah, the pictures are like hyper, hyper, hyper in every way. Yeah, like super tan, incredibly blonde, huge lips. Incredibly like ripped. I mean, yeah, you have to work out a lot to be a bimbo. As bimboism is like a sex fetish also. I think mm -hmm. that sort of word started becoming popular online. I love to claim that it all started with that meme. The transformation of like <laughs> the bookish girl. Exactly. 
yeah. kind of like kind of like an, a diagram of like man from chimp you know exactly kind of like that in stages like transforming but it's um either a girl holding a book turning into a bimbo like in stilettos and pink yeah. dress and huge tits or the opposite depending on what version you see so i'm assuming it started being like from book from bimbo finds a book bookish girl right that's like the <laughs> traditional narrative and finds then they a book. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> And then they switched it around. They think people were like, I think people are just were just at the time. This was I don't know when this meme came out, but probably 2018. I want to say. Let's just say that. Sure. And I, I feel like at the time people just got tired of this like idea that to be smart you have to look plain or like that you have to look bookish. And I think we are also a society so tired of that look of the. I mean, I'm an academic-ish in training, and I feel like we as a society in the past few years became so tired with traditional media, traditional sources and authoritative sources of knowledge, and specifically the look, because I feel like aesthetically our experts or academics, just they just look so plain and boring and they don't have, even a style of speaking is so plain and boring mm-hmm. that I think we sort, of became, we sort of started asking, why can't this like bimbo girl also be like valuable? Like, why is she like... Why do we make fun of her? Why do we assume that she's stupid? Blah, 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 blah. And I think that sort of slowly seeped into the, the culture until last year the himbos came. And then this year the himbos came. <laughs> the himbos came the himbos are coming. <laughs> <laughs> she's coming. And then, yeah. Um, and then this year, like the bimbo became like a thing on TikTok. If you go on TikTok, we, I, we don't know any specific bimbos there, but... Many self-described girls, Gen Z, of course, who like dress incredibly extra and just call themselves bimbo. And by the way, if you want to see that um, kind of diagram we were talking about, you can ultimately just Google bimbo finds book and it does come up. (laughs) (laughs) It does instantly come up. It's iconic. And the artist behind it defended it as a bimbofication piece of fetish art, which is interesting. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So apparently the person who drew it is like, so maybe it did start as bim, like pro-bimbo propaganda. There's also a version of it where the bimbo picks up a book and remains a bimbo just holding a book. <laughs> <laughs> still in the heels, still with the blonde That's hair. Us. Just with a book in hand. Yeah, that is us. <laughs> uh, I do love that meme. I think it's iconic. She's really, I like her. I, I root for that bimbo. I hope she's doing I root for her too, yeah. yeah. I feel like she's the same person who's like walking into the next year every New Year's Eve, yeah, you know? Um, there's like literally... <laughs> <laughs> They're friends at the very least. <laughs> there's so many specific like meme people that we probably hold closer to our hearts than like real people, specifically those two women. Definitely. Oh God. The New Year one, I love her. I love the year when everyone was like, just, she just like falls and like breaks her head. or she's like walking backwards into the previous year she's like i've had enough funny every time literally we digress yeah music and i mean this is a bit of another digression and i think that if you're within our like social media circles but i think it's expanded everywhere being a barb is a bit of a running joke right there's a running joke that Mm -hmm. barbs are stupid i mean the barb fate Barb struggles account is super popular. Famously, Nicki Minaj fans are Barb's. Oh yeah, sorry, I should have explained that. Yeah, yeah, we're expanding our reach. <laughs> <laughs> we're going podcast mode. Yeah. So, according to the Webster Dictionary, our Barb is a Nicki Minaj stan, and Stan is a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there is a bit of a running joke of like, oh, stans are like 
stupid, students don't know how to read, students go back to school or stay in school. And I think that a lot of people who appreciate Nicki Minaj's music, but who don't fit into that category, have taken it up performatively, this idea of like stupid. And I've seen a lot of like this, like this court online where people are just like, I'm over opinions this year, I'm not thinking. It's like no thoughts, head empty, all of this vibe that I think we, we have been exposed to so much discourse and so much, specifically so many tweets and so much, many infographics of people to tr that are trying to appear as smart, that now the transgressive thing to do is to play up your dumbness in a way playing, becoming mm -hmm. a bimbo, no, sort of. And like musically, I think, I don't know why Barb's and Nicki Minaj became like a locus for that. It just makes no, I mean, she's a Barbie. That's the whole point. Right. So that checks out a bit, but she's not dumb. I don't, I wouldn't think of Nicki Minaj as being a bimbo. I've never I've never thought of her as dumb, but I guess she's played it up in the past. If we yeah. really like dug into her like first era music videos, second era videos, mm -hmm. like Stupid Ho, Stupid for Ho, example, yeah. we haven't mentioned that yet. Mention it all. Mention it all. Say it all. <laughs> Stupid Ho is a song that exists. Um, and if you have a memory that spans back to 2011, uh, you'll recall that it's a fucking insane song that makes no yeah. sense. That it's like a wall of sound with like hyper pop production and the lyrics are just, you're stupid ho, you're you stupid ho. And it was like, it was a single. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely With a insane. music video, yeah. Insane that it ever saw the light of day. I remember it was, we said this before, but it was once the most unliked video on YouTube. Oh yeah, we mentioned that, yeah. I love that fact. And honest, obviously the song was supposed to be an attack on, I think Lil' Kim actually, uh, and yeah. the, the, the point was the the person that she's attacking is a stupid one, but it sort of circled back that Nikki became the stupid hoe because right. it's like the song is just so, the song deals in so many barb-isms and so many Nikki-isms of like constant repetition, like flows that mm -hmm. are just like every sec, every word rhyme, like every second word rhymes. So it's like this short circuiting of the way you're thinking. Like you're constant, <laughs> you're just not deep thought. It's literally just like, the shallowest way of thinking. And I mean, I don't know, maybe I give too much credit to Nikki, but I think that in a way she reflected the way the culture was going to feel or think moving on. Like we became just so exhausted with like takes and like deep thought and we just wanted to retreat and be stupid, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and we are left into this point. Now we're here in 2021. But they're leftist bimbos. Yeah, they're leftist bimbos though, which to me are weird because... It's like making bimbos intellectual, which is specifically the inverse or the opposite of what a bimbo should be, right? Like a bimbo was not someone who reads or who does anything like that. And yeah. so the, this reclamation of the bimbo is not so much like there is reclaiming the aesthetic of the bimbo, but not so much the stupidity of the bimbo because people still want to have some sort of semblance of intelligence i don't know I don't it's know. it's like basically redefining it yeah it's almost yeah. funny they bothered to reclaim it because again like i said it was kind of it seemed dated to me it is like bimbo is not a word i've really it's not really in my vocabulary frankly yeah, no. like it's old sounding so it's funny to bring it back just to fully change the definition yeah but about the aesthetic too yeah the pink dress mm -hmm. you know it's basically 2000s fashion and I do think it's nostalgic for that time too. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that like mid 2000s fashions are in and have been in for a few years. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a coincidence either that we're in a pandemic and we're watching all these old movies because that's what the streaming services are giving us, you yeah. know? 
And that's just kind of what's in and like what's comforting. Like tracksuits. Or watching Clueless. By the way, I have never seen Clueless. Yeah. I've never seen... I haven't seen many of those, actually. Have you seen Legally Blonde? I've never seen Legally Blonde. I've seen The House Bunny, which is like obviously a different era, but... Oh, yeah. House Bunny's really funny. So good. Legally Blonde is more... I think Clueless might have been... I should have maybe not have said that because I don't think Clueless is necessarily like bimboism. Legally mm-hmm. Blonde, though, obviously. It's so much about her being stupid. Right. So, yeah, it's like, it makes sense that the return of the bimbo would happen now, mm-hmm. but without like a cultural anchor of like one particular thing that we're all kind of bouncing off of, you know? Yeah. Like those Jurgen Teller photos that everyone like is discussing. Like, there's well, we'll nothing like that them. for the bimbo. We will get to that. Yeah. But there's nothing like that that makes it sort of click as to why we're talking about bimbos, you know? Totally. I think it's more nostalgia than we're admitting. Yeah, I think you're so right about that. And I think that in a way, ID and Rolling Stone jumped the gun a bit on that in the sense that they wanted to produce content and they sort of, obviously, if you have a a headline that is like the return of the bimbo, people are going to be, oh, this is interesting. But really... Good fucking headline, yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been any sort of like specific figures that really stand out as like, oh, that's the bimbo of 2021. Yeah, there's no one Mm. like that. I mean, a lot of people would say Trisha Paytas right, for sure. and Gemma Collins, but I don't know if they quite have it. I think what's interesting is that Trisha Paytas has been around probably since the Paris Hilton era. So in a way, she's just like a hanger on from that aesthetic. Right. Does Trisha Paytas have it to be like the iconic bimbo? No, Trisha, I love Trisha. We talked about her in the pre-show, by the way. Uh, and I love Trisha, and I think she's like incredibly charismatic and very idiosyncratic. I can watch her videos for days. In fact, I have. <laughs> but um, she's not that popular anymore. I think her, her popularity is going down. She's not... My baby, she's, she is a bimbo in the sense that she does fit the aesthetic of it. She loves pink. She's blonde, has huge yeah. boobs. She yeah. does act stupider than she actually is, I think. Yeah, she acts very stupid, it's true. Yeah. yeah. But she also is stupid. She's really slow. Like I recently watched the video where she there was like I think 2018, 19, there was a challenge where people would order the McDonald's drive through order of the person in front of them. <laughs> okay. So like, riveting. He, yeah. He would just go and be like, hey, hey, can I have whatever the person in front of me had? And a lot of those interactions proved to me that she actually is very slow. Because those those were moments that she couldn't script, like the yeah. back and forth. So in a way, I think she is slow. <laughs> I mean, we can debate forever, like what's real and what's not. But we could forever, yeah. That's what's so hard about this, like reclamation postmodern bimbo. That there's so many fakes out there. You know, there's so many people who are specifically actually very smart, but are just like playing it up. In the Discord, I mentioned HRH collection as a potential bimbo, and I was mm-hmm. shot down because she's brunette. And you know what? She doesn't really wear pink either. <laughs> she's like too aesthetic for that. She's too like, she's um, too LA. Like if yeah. we're limiting ourselves on the aesthetics, then she doesn't count. But, but she like, is. Holy shit, she counts. Otherwise, <laughs> like, yeah. She and like for me, she is the bimbo of the 2020s. I mean, mm-hmm. probably the 2010s, but still the 2020s too. And listener, if you've never seen her, she's the one who's constantly yelling at the viewer. On YouTube. She's constantly furious that we exist. <laughs> you know? And bimbos don't get mad. That's another thing. Bimbos, bimbos get are very confused. Nice. Yeah, bimbos yeah. are really... Yeah, they're actually like nice and sometimes at the end of movies, helpful to have around, you know? Yeah. Ultimately. Because you know why? Because a lot of the bimbo is still attached to their sexual... Like, sexuality. And a woman 
I mean, I'm not saying this from my opinion, but in the society that we inhabit, women have to be nice to be sexually desired. Does that make sense? Right. Like if you're like a rude, straight guys don't want to deal with you. Right. I wonder, like, like last bit about this like leftist bimbo situation. I do think that there's a bit of a contradiction there that I think people who are serious about leftism would have to think about in the sense that while it is true that women should be giving individual choice about what sort of signifiers they want to have, how they want to present themselves. Bimboism is still, at the end of the day, rooted in consumerism. You can be a bimbo without, you don't have to spend tons of dollars, but you do have to be conspicuous about what you're consuming. Mm. And it is a really individual choice. And I wonder if you're like a hardcore Marxist, how can you be so individualist? Like what is, at some point, yeah. this like, there's conflicting like bourgeois feminism and leftism there if you want to like really become this like leftist bimbo there's something there that's not clicking for me someone in their discord kyle says said that the and this is we can move on sort of to finishing the subject um that the bimbo is the center of the status quo and i think this was in con in the context of that british girl that is like um that famous tiktok of that girl that is asking how electricity works or Mm-hmm. why the number 11 is 11 and not 1T1. Right. And I think there's also something there in the sense that because they're so maligned and so stereotypically seen as being stupid, I think sometimes these are the kinds of people that ask the best questions or like who really posit resistance to the way they establish ways of thinking. Um, right. Specifically, this is like very, sorry, I'll go off really a second and then I'll be done. Because when I was thinking about the bimbo, or like the not not even about the bimbo, when I was thinking about why we all act so performatively stupid online nowadays, hmm. so like calling ourselves the R word and like saying no thoughts at MT, I kept going back to people like Retzker, HRH, Trisha, and what I'm seeing is that there has been like an erosion and a distrust of the traditional left, the traditional right traditional media, and that has given way to like a rise to YouTube commentators, people like Red Scare, people like Trisha, who claim to be stupid constantly. They're constantly saying like, we're like the Red Scare girls are constantly saying we're regarded. And they're like, don't right. take us seriously because we're just regarded. Um, but by virtue of being sort of outside of traditional intellectual thought, they ended up asking, they end up asking really interesting questions. Obviously mm-hmm. the one to one is fictitious. Like it's not actually like that interesting of a question, but people like, <laughs> <laughs> people like like the Red Scare girls or even HRH, I think sometimes they have really interesting takes. And so yeah. it becomes like hard to, I think that comes from their, this sort of like quote unquote marginal. And I say quote unquote, because I don't think they're that marginal, but they definitely do have a bit of transgressive elements to them. And that's it. That's all my take on the bimbo. Wow. Yeah, I thought about this a lot. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I was, I honestly felt like a himbo. You know, like you texting me about bimbos all week. I was like, what did I miss here? And I think you just filled me in on what I missed. So I think also you missed um you missed what we are all missing, which is like we don't actually have a figure for it. Yeah. No one's making bimbo music. There's no Paris Hilton out there. So yeah. That is There's nothing missing. more Gen Z than like a discussion of wokeness going viral, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and making making woke things that are not necessarily woke or trying to yeah. wokeerize everything, yeah. Well, you know what that is too? I think on TikTok, like as we know, there's a lot of kind of explainer culture on TikTok where oh, you yeah. have the person like pointing at things 
words that appear on the screen being like, you know, maybe like a Black Lives Matter explainer, like whatever yeah. it might be. So I think the bimbos of TikTok just are kind of playing to the form, playing yeah. to the format. I mean, they're wearing their clothes, looking hot, but they're, you know, they're leftists too. Yeah. So I think as with everything, it's just a mashup of other things. Yeah, that's true. That have like happened to be popular that week, you know? Yeah. I think this is something that keeps coming back in the Holocaust singles canon. We keep talking about how culture is just cycles. And you said that recently, interestingly, about Anne Hathaway. Someone, remember that? You tweeted that recently? Yeah, someone was saying, why did we all pretend to hate Anne Hathaway for four years? Yeah. And it's like, I instantly searched his tweets and there was a tweet about him <laughs> hating Anne Hathaway in 2016. Like, <laughs> anyways, there is a cycle. Obviously, we know that with fashion, but with yeah. thought too, which I think is a little bit less explored. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. No, totally. And like with culture and with aesthetics, anything that that's what's happening here is just like a rehashing of late 20s, no, of 90s by way of the late 2000s aesthetics. And they coincided with a cultural moment where people are just more leftists, or specifically the teens are much more interested in social justice stuff. I do right. think that a lot of what they're interested in is social issues rather than economic issues, but that's another story. That's not, I don't want to talk about that. Hmm. So yeah, the, the bimbo comes and goes in cycles, and we all have collective amnesia. My last take, really quick, is that I think specifically in relation to like HRH and Trisha, what I see in them is like style being more important than content. I think these are two figures that when you actually listen to the content of what they're saying, it's either deeply problematic or yeah. dumb. But they say it so either passionately in the case of HRH or so interestingly in the case of Trisha. Like they're just the way they say things becomes more important than what is being said. And I think that highlights the importance of like style. And it should, for anyone who has like any interest in politics, they should probably look into that because obviously right. we're living in a time where people are so prone to just like aesthetics. That's so true. Can I ask you one last question about the bimbo? Sure. Uh, because it is a pop music podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do we think that it's... <laughs> Do you think that it's affected, like, pop music today? Do I think bimbos have affected pop? Or this trend of, like, bimboism? Bimbofication? I think there is one pop star who extremely recently has been playing with mm -hmm. early 2000s nostalgia. So I think that probably fits what you're referring to. And that person is Kim Petrus. Period. And Slater. And Slater, yeah. They have such a California late 2000s aesthetic, but they're not necessarily bimbos. Like, I don't think of Kim Petras as bimbo. Like, she's not stupid, no. I don't think. She's not stupid, but she did basically cosplay Paris Hilton in the I Don't Want It At All video. Yeah. And the lyrics and message of the video is very bimboism. It's like conspicuous right. consumerism. It's like, I want the clothes designer all pink. It's about being like, I just very materialistic, very like money, fancy things, which is, I think, is the original version of the bimbo. But yeah, I would agree that apart from those two women reclaiming the aesthetic, not even the bimboism, apart from them, it really hasn't seeped into pop music at all yet. Right. But we'll see. So the bimbo is glamorous, maximalist, which leads us to the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, there was another issue that came across our desk this week. <laughs> our desk. And maybe yours too, listener. Probably, if you have a Twitter. The cover for... 
W Magazine, shot by Jurgen Teller, is I believe how I'm saying it, how I'm choosing <laughs> to say it. And we're kind of using this as an example of the opposite of Gen Z bimbo culture. Because yeah. what these photos are is kind of man on the street, poorly lit, or, you know, naturally lit, let's say, mm -hmm. but not studio lit, kind of streetwear photography in a way of very famous movie stars, which are kind of two separate genres usually. For example, we have Jared Leto here. We have Lakeith Stanfield, Tessa Thompson. They're all kind of standing in front of this one tree. Or like a car. Or a car. You're kneeling in front of a car. And from what I could see, there was a distinct line drawn between Gen Z and millennials. Millennials thought that they were really kind of... You're right, yeah. ...unique takes on cover images. Yeah, on like a magazine mm -hmm. cover. And celebrity culture and stuff. Yeah, kind of dressed down. Whereas Gen Z was sort of making it about issues of respect. Actually, Kayla on our Discord mentioned she wasn't sure if... Jurgen knew how to light black faces, which is right. I think a that's valid concern. A valid concern, regardless of either side. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's funny because everyone is poorly lit. Not really explaining anything, but like everyone looks like shit. Like everyone has baggy bags under their eyes. And they like really do. Cow. What are they called? Like cows. Cows feet. Crows. Crows. Crows feet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what cows feet would look like. But yeah, there are so many examples of this. I mean, iconic photographer's work, apparently. And I kind of love them all, because I think we, millennials, are used to seeing celebrities be deified. Totally. And kind of positioned as gods that rule over our culture and our totally. attention. We grew up in the age of paparazzi pictures that kind of looked like that. Paparazzi pictures, yeah, that Which went did. for millions of dollars, as we know, from the doc. The because, Disney doc. Yeah, because print media kind of died, so they don't. Ha I don't think there's the same culture of like... Paparazzi standing outside of like Lindsay Lohan's house and taking tons of like yeah. it doesn't happen anymore. I don't think. I think Gen Z wants their celebrities deified. Totally. You know, I don't think yeah. they're over that. I don't think they've had enough. They've had their fill yet. They're obviously like this photographer got paid more than I'll see this year. You know, like all these sort of irrelevant comparisons. Like, yeah, it's it was a weird reaction to it. I mean, I am not very knowledgeable of fashion photography. So I came into it with like not much context, but I, I yeah. see more. I see more of the second argument of it. I think it's an interesting take on celebrity pictures. I really do think that there's something cool about dressing them down and showing them in like a random ass location rather than this like hyper production, maximalist, highly made up. Yeah, like that we used to from fashion photography. Yeah, I think it also comes down to. The difference in millennials and Gen Z about glamour, like Gen Z makeup is so dragified and mm -hmm. Gen Z glamour is so that, like someone brought up like, who, where did I see this? Someone was like, all oh, these people who grew up with like Petra Collins and who else did they bring up? Anyways, just saying like, because all these people are like, are used to Petra Collins whose pictures are like highly filtered, like aestheticized, mm. blah, 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 like can deal with this other type of photography. Um, mm. I don't know, but it's hard for me. Like there's no merit. They're just different. I don't think one's better than the other. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like Gen Z was making the jerkin photos a matter of like respect for people of color. I think, oh, for people of color. Okay. Never mind. I thought respect for celebrities was good. That's bullshit. Probably that too. I mean, it's I hard think to say. that too. Yeah, 
Um, like celebrities have I mean, I'm looking at this picture of Riz Ahmed. He looks like pretty fucking bad. His outfit's cool. Like everyone's face is kind of dull. Mm-hmm. And that's truly shocking to see in fashion photography. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you're just not used to that. Like everyone's kind of like gray. Yeah, no, literally. Like, yeah. Of all races, everyone's kind of gray. <laughs> it is bizarre. Um, I kind of mm-hmm. love it, but yeah, again, it is just a different look. And it does bring me back to like street style. Like it's kind of street style without the flash, right? right it's like American yeah. apparel without the flash. And maybe the flash is what's missing, honestly. But the flash would date it. So yeah, the flash would date it. This is so interesting that I think about it because it's like, we had that so much as like early 20s, in our early 20s, late teens, like street photography and shit. Yeah. And you'd think that Zoomers have that in Instagram, but no, people's Instagrams are so stylized and so like, yeah, yeah people's Instagram are not chill and like, no, there's always like tons of makeup, tons of filters, tons of, yeah. It's not candid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Instagram was meant to be candid, but it ends up working out so that everyone's kind of their own PR person, you know? Yeah. Not to be like Black Mirror, but yeah, people be filtering. (laughs) Conclusion. (laughs) The conclusion of this episode. I mean, it tracks. It kind of tracks with our idea that Gen Z is reviving the bimbo because it's like the bimbo is like what I was saying to segue. The bimbo is so the opposite of that. It's like highly made up, very like, yeah. The opposite of the jerkin photos, yeah. The opposite of the jerkin photos, yeah. But. I think they were interesting, and I think he probably ended up winning in the end because everyone was talking about them. Yeah. That is what fashion looks like, looks for. To me, I just loved talking about the photos because after having to form opinions on bimbos, which like seemingly aren't a part of culture right now, <laughs> it was nice to have something rooted in reality. <laughs> like something specific that you can like actually like analyze. Like The picture looks dull, yeah. Like when's the Revenge of the Bimbos movie coming out? You know, like any day now we we're gonna get it. a real bimbo movie. We should yeah. fucking write it. We should write as it. screenwriters. We should write it. <laughs> like which actress would sign on in a heartbeat to be a bimbo? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think. Imagine oh. like a horror movie. I feel like the first bimbo movie will be a horror movie because mm-hmm. they're so low budget. Yeah, and it would be like a feminist reinvention where you know, obviously, like, yeah, like the bimbo. <laughs> <Say no> more. <laughs> you know how like usually the bimbo is the first one to die. In like movies yes. or whatever. In this case, she would be the one who kills them. The it's like a ghost of a bimbo who died in a 90s horror movie. And it's or, like explicitly in the universe of one of those movies. Literally Paris Hilton in House of Wax. Amazing. Amazing. We have so many connections See, that's here. that's a million dollar idea. <laughs> that's how you do it, listener. Paris Hilton, House of Wax 2, but in this, in this movie, she ends up killing the killer or something like that. And she's a feminist girl boss. Ooh. I wonder she, like, what the, re- the relationship between the bimbo and the girl boss is. They're kind of similar. Oh, God, are they? Whatever, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. I think, um, like, ideologically, they are, like, feminists. Maybe HRH is closer to girl boss than... She owns her own business. So she sure does. She sure does. And she loves to talk about it. And she loves to yell at us for doing stuff wrong. So I'm thinking girl boss. Yeah, I think she's a girl boss. You're right. I'm leading girl boss. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where do we go from here? Where do we go from, we become himbos? Yeah. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying, babe. But no, we've, we've been recording for a bit now, so we can... Can afford to stop, yeah. We can afford to stop, yeah. Well, thanks, listener. Let us know what you think about bimbos and if we're onto something or if we missed something. Yeah, please. I'm sure we missed a ton of shit, but just let us know. I do think is. there's more in the future for bimbos and the resurrection thereof. 
Mm-hmm. So if we need to, or if we get like a bimbo bop on our hands, we will definitely record an update to this. We'll definitely keep an eye out for the next bimbo bop. Yes. Next week we'll have a Patreon exclusive. So if you're not yep. subscribed to our Patreon, you should absolutely do it before next week. Where yep. we'll probably come back with against. We're doing Britney against Britney next week. <laughs> Decided live on pod. Yeah. If you have any like specific albums that you would want to see us tackle, do comment and let us know. I might not follow your demands, but I will take them into account. <laughs> okay. Okay, Juanzi. Okay, listener. Okay, Joshi. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye.